If you're out there still listening on Tuesday nights, we're not freaking out. He's not freaking out. Kevin Rigga? No, I, I enjoy the true emotions of a week of baseball. You know, I, hey, let's, let's look adversity in the face, spit in its eye. Let's start that off right away. I don't mind this. I like it. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is The Nat Shift. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, Kevin, I would just like to say... This is yet another clink, yeah, clink. This is yet another awesome Tuesday night. Chance to talk about our favorite baseball team. Um, I'm not. I don't. Want, I don't like to use the word scuffling just quite yet. Um, but five and five, it was like that moment in spring training when I was just happy to have something besides, you know, book World Series tickets conversations. So, um, you know, five and five is. is it's a, it's a true story of what's happened so far this season, 10 games. In the NFL, 5-5, five and five, you'd be like, man, this, we got a chance. Yeah. Well, 1-5 since we spoke last. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Facts are the facts. And the Mets, that, that pitching is going to have them in the mix. They're not going to lay down. It should have had them in the mix for the last two years. No doubt about it. No doubt about Sorry, it. I'm going through puberty again. Yes, I know. It's, it's a relapse. I've, I've heard about this. You know, it's like a 30-year situation. But, uh, you know, even... It's the, that's the only effect that you can see. I, there's a whole lot of other things happening all over again. <laughs> I hope everyone else... I hope everyone out there is having a happy and a healthy week so far. At, um, because the Washington Nationals are... We will talk about the week that was. Um, but we're already into... Uh, back riding on the high side, high, 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 high side of things. Max Scherzer... Uh, who will get to beast it out. Strasburg's on the mound tonight. Stick to a lead in the middle uh, of the fifth inning. Or, I'm sorry, the top of the fifth inning. Um, so let, let's do some highs and lows. I like the way uh, we've been kind of going in that direction. And I'll let you lead off, Kevin, because the last time we talked, we were 4-0. In fact, I think we were even winning um, that Braves game before things you know, went south. Uh, and and uh, it's been a different story. Of, of being a Nats fan since then. It has. Uh, you know, the, the nation, uh, especially with the game of the week on Sunday night, has gotten to see what Bryce Harper's been doing. It's been lights out. But, uh, you know, aside from the 8 million walks, he's 5 for 17. Uh, a majority of his hits are dongs. But Anthony Rendon this past week went 9 for 23. I mean, he just uh, – he is what he is. That's why they battled him clean up tonight, give Harper a little uh, protection that he hasn't had and uh, make people pay for all these walks. Uh, Harper is by far and away leading the major leagues in walks as of uh, oh, yeah. 10 games in. And uh, his on-base percentage is through the roof, also first in Major League Baseball. So now, we're making it too easy on these guys to just walk him. and make, I like the idea of putting Rendon behind him tonight and, and see what happens. The guy with the hot bat backing up a guy who's uh, just hitting dongs out left and right or getting handed off first base. Well, so those are two of my highs, Rendon and Harper. And then the, the only other batting high I got is our man, Howie Kendrick, going 7 for 21 this week. He's a, professional just, hitter. He's a professional hitter. He's a double machine. And, uh, I, and he, can, I, he can play a number of positions. Uh, absolutely. His swing is, his, his swing is awesome. It's one of the most pure right-handed swings I've seen, and there's a reason why this man has gotten it done at a 290 clip throughout the course of his career. And for a guy like him, this is the perfect lineup to be a part of because you're going to get pitches. Um, because you just are. If you're Howie Kendrick and, and you're batting around some of these other guys, you're going to get strikes, uh, and he knows what to do with them. No doubt. 
I, I love the Rend- I think if people are just waking up to Rendon, you shouldn't be, but I know some people still are because you you have Scherzer, you have Harper, you have Strasburg, uh, Daniel Murphy even really, uh, as far as star power, Ryan Zimmerman on this Nats team, and, you know. And Anthony Rendon doesn't actually have a team of marketers that are uh, no. promoting him. Uh, he would rather He would rather not even show up to the park, if that would be the case. He loves the fact that he doesn't have to worry about any of that, and pitchers must be overlooking him, too, because uh, you look, what was it, 84 walks and 82 strikeouts last yeah. year, I think it was. Um, that's something you, I mean, that's, that's legendary. To, I mean, to, to, to walk more times than you strike out, you know, f- you know full uh, bucket of at-bats. So w- that stat to me was a high moment. Uh, I wish there was more high moments. I'm, I'm looking for moments in a week that we went one in five. Um, having that flash on the, uh, on the TV was awesome. I don't know. I, I'm encouraged by Brian Goodwin, and I'm excited about Brian Goodwin. I he was already, when we talked last week, he was already you know what tied with Harper for the league lead in RBIs. Yeah, he, he didn't get many more RBIs this week, uh, but you know he, he got one tonight. He just had a little bloop out there to score Defoe. And uh, with a guy like that with a glove like that, you, know, you just got to love having him coming off our bench. Yeah, um, he's a luxury. I think he went two for nine this week, which you know isn't setting the world on fire, but it, it does bring me to one of my lows, if you don't mind, uh, when you hand it off to me. Uh, our bench, which I think is going to be one of the strengths of our team as the season unfolds, just didn't have a great week. I think we combined at a 4 for 25 clip, Ken, uh, 5 walks, 12 strikeouts, no RBIs, hitting 160. You know, we got to get more out of Adams, Defoe, Goodwin, Reynolds, and, uh, and I guess Solano's back down, so you put Severino in there, and those numbers would certainly change things. Yeah. Because... Uh, Man, he's taking advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, well, it, 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 we have to have – I think our bench is going to be great. I, mean, I agree. They're, I agree. they're going to be fine. These numbers just stood out to me, and I thought, you know what, these guys are going to be fine. A lot of these – I mean, at least half of them, if not all of them, you know, could start – some could start more places than others, but most of them could start somewhere in this league. Um, and that's the kind of bench that you expect to have in a World Series contender. Um I don't know. There's guys I'm just like not thrilled by <clears throat> that I think will be ripe for uh, giving up a spot when, 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 you know, maybe Victor just gets a little bit more seasoning in the minors, you know. Yeah, crazy, crazy looking injury that he took yesterday. Yeah, I know. Uh, X-rays negative was a huge, huge deal for all the good guys involved. Uh, I think he's going to be all right, but that looked ugly. It, uh, yeah, I mean, in all of baseball, he's, like, what, two, number two or three yeah. overall prospect, yeah. depending on who you yeah, read. He's, he's the real deal. Any other team without this much organizational depth, he's starting opening day yep. for. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we want to bring him back in a couple weeks. We're just trying to keep one more year of control. That's so right. let's let him relax a little bit. And, and uh, you know, I know I, we talked about him. We talked a little about Severino. But I just had to hand this one off to you, Stockton to Malone our catching situation to start off the season with the two guys that you've been railing against. They've started off one for 18, Ken. Uh, one for 18 between Wieners and Montero. Montero's now back, uh, back on the team after a paternal leave. He had a baby boy. Congratulations. Uh, they say Wieners is coming back soon. Should be back very soon. I'm all right with Severino for the time being. I mean, Severino Wieners makes me feel a whole lot better. Agreed. Um, they're going... Uh, yeah. This isn't a team that worries about if they can get good defensive catcher, um, they're they're happy because mm-hmm. they got everything they need otherwise. So that to me, you put Weeders back in. I think I don't know. It's probably 
if if like Scherzer and Strasburg were already like, hey, Severino's our guy. We can we would love that. I mean, I think he's he's been awesome. I've loved I've loved watching him. I know he's not hitting you know eight hundred, but he's he's a he gets he he can he can beat stuff out um, on the base path. He's fast. Uh, he's he 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 blocked important balls. Uh, in, in late innings uh, since the last time we talked. He did a hell of a job calling that game yesterday with Mad Max on the mound. That's something they've done very infrequently. And uh, Scherzer afterwards had some high, high praise for him and said, you know, we're going to get there. We came a long way today. Well, yeah, a complete game two hit shutout. That's, uh, that's, that's very important that those two are on the same page. Sure as hell looked like it yesterday. And you know when, <clears throat> when guys like F.P. Santangelo – uh, say things like, you know, he's the future of this organization. That's a message from the organization. I think I, I thought you and I kind of agreed, and I think a lot of Nats fans probably see Severino as a top-flight second catcher on a World Series contending team. I think he's clearly um, capable of playing in the pros, 100 to 125 games, a lot of places. I, I was kind of hoping that he, this wouldn't be the place where you would have to do that. But he's showing... He's showing that he's capable of being a number one, at least for, for right now. And it's kind of like if you're a Redskins fan and you hear Cooley say something, um, you hear you know guys from kind of the official outlets and they say things like that. I, th- I think they're definitely prepping us for uh, an arrow. If Severino plays at least this good, I mean, I think he's our catcher for, for quite some time. Yeah, and there's nothing to say that he can't be the guy. And he can't get better in, some, in the areas and he, where and he's abs- And he's absolutely going to. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, and you can see in his patience at the plate so far this season. He's come up in seasons past and tried to, you know, explode onto the scene in one swing in the first at-bat. Yeah. And you see him in there going deep into pitch counts. You see him taking balls right off the edge of the plate yesterday, a huge at-bat for us, and twice he didn't, he didn't go chasing and wound up getting a base hit in a clutch time. Uh, I've enjoyed watching that part of his development because you're going to get a stud behind the plate. Defensively, athletically, he's a, he's a big man. He's a cat back there. He's a dancing bear. He is. You, you've seen his quickness and his snap throw. I mean, he's, he's got all the tools, man. I, so in my, like, uh, you know, my dream catcher is it has to be, you know, it, uh, have the, the Pudge Rodriguez arm, you know, um, the ability to make a difference defensively in a tight situation. And we don't have to rehash it. To me, that's where Weeders fall short. I know he's clutch. I think he can be clutch at the plate, but I'm looking for, I'm looking for the, the, the Hall of Fame defender. Yeah. Uh, and I think Severino is capable of, of, maybe not Hall of Fame, but I think he's capable of being as good as you could want behind the plate. He's going to have to do some work with that, with that bat. Yeah. But, uh, but this is the perfect team, again, a perfect team for a guy like, like that to be on. Yeah. Guess what? You're going to get strikes. And he's going to get strikes. He's going to get pitches to hit. I think his average is going to be fine. I think they're looking for him to hit with a little more power. So, you know, when this weather warms up a little bit, it'd be nice to see that ball jump off that bat a little bit and see where we go from there. You want – it's. I think it's even, like, almost an antiquated way of thinking, like, all right, you want power from your center fielder. You want power from your third baseman, first baseman. You want power from your catcher. Um, you know, we're getting power from Adam Eaton. You know, we're getting RBIs from Brian Goodwin. We're getting, you know, pop off of, uh, you know, a second baseman like named Daniel Murphy who – you know, isn't it a traditional power hitter? Yeah, I think I think the way that you line it up, you want more power from your catcher. Yes, um, but if you have a lineup where he's where you know he's a get he could be a get on base guy. You know he, and that speed as a catcher is a tool. Yeah. we've already seen him beat out a couple infield hits. We've seen him beat out a turn it make a double play into a, into a one out situation with his speed. I mean, score from second. Matt Wieters ain't scoring from second on anything questionable with less than two outs. It's just not happening. 
it's nice to see an athlete out there running around. And you know, nothing against Weeders. I think he's a clutch guy. I'm not dead on him yet at all. I know you're not feeling the same, but it'd be nice to see him get back and healthy and see what he can hey, do. He's net. Uh, and as long as he's an ad, I'm going to root for him. Um, and if he's healthy and playing well, he's a talented major league baseball player. I mean, if he's playing at a high level, we're a whole lot better off. And if he's playing at a high level based on his experience, he's worth more to us um, you know, than giving Severino experience. And you know, <clears throat> at 5-5, five and five, if we're 9-1 nine and, nine and one or 8-2, and two, I'm like, yeah, give Severino every bat you can. Um, and I'm not panicking at 5-5, five and five, but I'm just saying, hey, you know, we can be better. Hell no. How many days as a D.C. sports fan can you say that not one team, not one of the four major teams in your city has a losing record in 2018? Today's one of those days. Today is one you know? of those and days. Before the day is over, I believe uh, we'll have an all-winning situation with one team zero and zero. Uh, so another <clears throat> high and in, in the highs and lows, and I think it's both at the same time, is the uh, Rendon ejection. I mean, obviously, we have to talk about that because... Uh, yeah, I know. The whole world's going on. we got to get our two cents in. We have to get our two cents in. Uh, can we, we, let's, as we like to do on First Amendment sports programs, we'll get rid of the obvious stuff. Uh, the, the umpire made a huge mistake, um, injected himself in a situation where he shouldn't have. What, it, Rendon should not have been ejected. Um, and I don't think there's... I think Marty Foster thinks that today. I hope he does. Um, so I'm going to get past that. I loved, I loved the reaction from the dugout. It was so awesome to watch the full sprint. And uh, growing up, watching the old Earl Weaver, uh, <laughs> my man Davey was a cigarette away from hitting that <laughs> impression on spot. Uh, kicking the dirt on the plate, showing where the ball was on the outside, and the final spiking of the hat. He showed a ton of fire. And I think it was the standing ovation. You know, we were gonna, he was going to get one either way. The way he went about things. Man, oh, yeah. he went all in for his guy. And Rendon, who's a man of few words, who said none, got, a, got, a, got, got defended properly. I think the whole situation, that, that ended it right there. Everyone knew. Everyone knew how bad it was. I mean... Was that his first ejection as a manager for us? That was. It had to be, right? Yeah, I, I, they didn't sneak oh, one yeah. in somewhere nah. like in like the... No, he didn't, okay. he didn't come out there with the old uh, throw me out of the game. Gene Hackman threw the piece of paper to the ref. Toss me. No, he didn't do that yet. This was the real deal. This happened. This was uh, so we're, egregious. One. And, and good Lord. Career uh, ejections, one, for, uh, for Davey. I still, you know, as a grown-up, as an O's fan, um, as, most, as a lot of Nats, Nats fans did, the art of arguing with the umpire, to me, I mean, I'll never, I'll never love anything more, I don't think, than Earl Weaver when it comes to that. He set the bar. <clears throat> and I just... I, it's my style. Like, because Earl, he could be animated and he could get himself run out by yelling and screaming. Of course he could do that. So could a lot of guys. But he could also just go out there, stand next to the umpire, just refuse to leave. Hey, you know, what are you doing uh, tomorrow? The the, steely blue eyed stare with a little conversation and just, in pocket. Oh, just hang out. And you know, I, I, the umpire used to, I mean, he's like, Dude, we, we gotta play. We gotta play baseball. Earl wasn't going anywhere, and he could just talk and talk and talk, and it was amazing. And I just, I, I long for. I, I mean, I, I don't think Davey's gonna be that guy, um, but man, I miss, I miss that level of 
gamesmanship from the manager. Yeah, well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the old school throwback kick dirt yeah, on no, home it plate. Yeah, no, it was great. That was, that was something I haven't seen. You know, we've seen some minor league guys do it. We've seen some guys do some torrential, you know, situations from all over the country in the, in the, in the single A, double A. I haven't seen a, 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 a major league manager kick dirt on the plate, especially on your first time. I mean, I was well, you thrilled. Kick dirt. To I me, was just thrilled. You just don't see it all the time. Though. It's kind of it's kind of like slapping the floor in college basketball. It's only used every now and then. If you get thrown out in the home plate vicinity, in my personal opinion, you must kick dirt on the plate. I mean, that's a, so that's and a, spike the hat. I love this the, the, the hat spike, but like the the kicking the dirt on the plate. That's uh, you got you can't leave without doing that. To me, what I'm really waiting for, and I can't wait, and I hope that it happens, um, is the is is Again, a tri- tribute to Earl is the you get thrown out, you start making your way to the dugout, but then you turn around and you come back yeah. for seconds and thirds and yeah. fourths, and you just it just I mean, I, to me, the ejection of Rendon and the way that it happened, and the lack of respect for Rendon, period, uh, by Major League Baseball in that moment, uh, which which it was, and it, it, to me that was the most egregious part of it. He's a he's a, he's one of the best players on the planet. And he got rung up that way. Oh, I hate it. But that, to me, warranted the, you know, you're, you're making your way for the shower. Then you just hit, maybe hit the top step and you just turn around and come back. You're like, you know what? I'm, in fact, I'm not done. Well, I, I don't think they were going to chuck him right away. They had the hat spike. Had to be the final, the grand finale. But, I mean, aside from just sprinting down to first and kicking Joe West in the, in the crotch, <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. It was good. Yeah. <clears throat> it got it again. He can build. He, there's, there's, there's ways for him to grow uh, as a manager who gets tossed. By the way, Joe West's his chin goes directly to his belly button. It is a one plane piece of skin. It it's, makes me believe him more. I don't know why. There's something about how it wiggles that just freaks me out. I can't take my eye off it. It's mesmerizing. It is. I'm like, if no matter what he says, I'm like, I, I think he's right. Yeah. That, and I feel like someone's, be wrong there's a that? turkey call going yeah. off in my head. Um, all right, so. Without going through every painful pitch and error and uh, unexpected loss to a team um, that we feel we're better than, the Nats are five and five thanks to an amazing performance by Max Scherzer last night. It was incredible. It was, uh, that's when you, the game ends and you thank your lucky stars that you got a guy like that on your team. He ended all of it. I mean, he's out there stealing bases. I mean, 10 strikeouts, two hits, nine complete innings. We have no one ready to go in the bullpen. Trevor Gott's the only guy that didn't throw the day before, and he's been scuffling. We needed him to go that. We needed all of it, and we got every single possible thing we could get from him, including the way he ran the bases and, 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 and the way he plays baseball and how he leads. And he's a freaking maniac out there, and I love it. I mean, Stolen it gets, base was amazing. It, it, the, the place went crazy. I mean, the place, I know there's not many people there. It's, it's, when it's 33 degrees outside, it's tough. But who was there, they, that, that's the kind of guy that makes the, the – I think him and John Wall do that for their teams amazingly well. They have their hand on the pulse of the fan base in this city, and they can pull a few strings here there that they know they can and, and have that communication, that direct, that direct uh, what do you want to call it, contact with yeah. the fans when he can get them when he needs them. Because he needed them to get through, and it wasn't many, but he needed them to get through those last few innings, and he gave them plenty to rise and stand about. I was just, I was just thrilled watching him hurl the ball yesterday. It was amazing to be like, this is our guy. This yeah. is our guy. We got him for three and a half more years. We're not even halfway done with this contract. Yeah, I, I mean, 
he's a, he's an all time great um, as he's proving in his career. And all time greats, they don't just they're not like a lithium battery where they just all of a sudden they're just on empty. They go from hundred to zero. Um, I, and we talked about this last week on the DC mess around about Alex Ovechkin. Uh, and I, you know, because you look at him, he's old. He's been around for a long time. He's 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 knocking out forty nine fifty goal seasons still. And a guy like him, still in my opinion, you players like him. They still have like a period of their career where they're still really, really good. They're just not the best guy ever. And you know, like Max Scherzer, what you know is you know 190 innings with uh, you know only averaging eight and a half strikeouts a game. You know, maybe you know 20, 21 wins. I mean, he's he's still has a whole period of his career where he's going to be. I mean, he's, he's still dominant right now. But I, that that's what's so awesome as a Nats fan. We do have time to look forward to him. And his dominance like, happens in the stars and bars. Yes. That's why we made that deal. That's why yes. we paid him that money. And uh, I mean, the return has been tremendous. And I know we got to get some postseason return. We get that. Yeah. But I mean, you can't question that. You cannot question. He's worth every. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying. No, no. There's a lot of people out there that have gone back and forth. And, you know, with 162 games, there's a lot of opinions that change throughout the course of a season. But there's no doubt whatsoever that we've gotten a full, full return on this guy already. And it's not lost on me. And I think that, I know, this is a testament to, to Max's greatness in general, but also a testament to in my opinion, how, how fans feel about him, period. Baseline won't change no matter what. Because it is not lost on me that he was on the mound during what was the worst inning of baseball in Nationals history. If you're a Nats fan, let's all own it together. It was the worst inning in the history of baseball in our city. Um, and he was on the mound. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Because stuff like that, when it happens, don't let it be with you know, any Romero up there. Don't let it be with, like, subpar guys. I mean, you know, you, you talk about my thing with Matt Wieters. It was the worst inning in baseball history for Nats fans, um, and he was the guy who I felt like could, could kind of exercise that demon. I'm past it. But that, you know, but Max was there too. Um, but in my opinion, you know, that's I wouldn't have had it any other way. And we talked about that at the beginning of the season, who's going to be the guy who's going to come back out for that inning or two of work uh, when everything's on the line, you know, Hopefully we're in that situation again. Hopefully we're, we're in that situation multiple more times in his career. And, I mean, I feel comfortable guaranteeing that that will never happen again. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hopefully that's the benchmark yes. for what drove this maniac wild this offseason going into this season, and that's what's going to set the fire come playoff time after we, hey, I'm not getting over. I think the Mets are talented. I think, I think the Braves have a lot more to offer than they have in a few seasons past. they got some talented young guys, man. And, you know, I think, you know, Miami's going to be Miami. The Phillies have gotten better. How much sure. better that's yet to they be determined. Compete. But before we get too far ahead of those guys, I just want to give one shout-out to our bullpen. I know we had uh, Kinsler and Gott had a couple scuffles this week. But Sammy Solis, can two appearances, yeah, three uh, innings, eight him. Ks, yeah. zero hits. This is what we're talking about from this guy who's battling all kinds of injuries in the last year. Really pick, really is picking up where he left off. I know people want to hang, again, they want to hang a playoff performance on him or a decision by Dusty uh, for p- putting yeah. him in the situation, um, which I totally agreed with. Um, and, and it, you know, they want to look at his five-point whatever, 8-8 eight, eight or 6-6 six, six or 8-6, whatever the ERA was when he took the mound that night. But his, his September was smoking. Um, and... He's playing. He's pitching the way he did to close out last season. Um, I mean, that's that's as good. I mean, you, zero walks, eight Ks, three innings, three two separate appearances. He went two innings when we needed him. Yep. I mean, he's you know Doolittle's Doolittle. You know what he's going to do. You know, Grace, another guy, three point two innings, three separate appearances. Guy hasn't given up a hit. 
this week, you know, and he's got, this is what these guys are doing, man. Yep. They're not walking anybody, Ken. Those, these five guys, Madsen, Kelly, Grace, Doolittle, and Solis had two walks and 14 and some change appearances with freaking 22 strikeouts. I mean, come on. That's getting it done right there. And that's from some guys that, you know, we were hoping would. We knew Madsen and Doolittle. Kelly coming back and throwing the ball the way he can he, throw And it. he has to because he's, he's the uh, Perez, Blanton, you know, he's the guy. I'm not, I'm not comparing him to this well, player. He makes, he makes one of the guaranteed money. combined. Yes, exactly. He, he's, he's the guaranteed this money. This is his deal. Everyone, you know, I, I always, we, we know this about Rizzo. Um, you know, he guarantees a guy millions of bucks. He's got that guy in his lineup. Um, very Serato-esque uh, in, in that regard. But um, I think if you look at our bullpen, um, you know, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. It's this limit. We don't have a bullpen to limit like we did at the same time last year. We just don't. No, we just got to get Kinsler into some warm weather. Apparently, yeah. that's more of his speed. But I, but I will say, um, Rizzo is a guy who tinkers with his bullpen. Um, you know, as we, you know, even well before the deadline. And I think um, there's a lot. There's a lot of good in our bullpen. And what's not great, I think. Um, is, is valuable to other teams. So, I mean, I think the good news is we have a player or two that's worth something in a trade that Rizzo, you know, wants to bring, that, bring a guy back if we have to add that lefty um, or if a, if a if top, top line, you know, reliever becomes available, uh, you know, especially a lefty for that matter. But um, Well, for the time being, Solis throwing 95, striking out eight guys yeah. and, and then not giving up any hits as a big lefty, that's a huge deal for us. Well, we need it. Uh, we need it badly. And, and about the rest of the NL East, you know, when we talked briefly about that, I want, I want the Braves or, and the Mets and, you know, at least two other teams in our division, I, I want them to be good, you know, this year. I don't want to. Me too. I, we, Last year was bullshit the way we had to fight through that season. Yeah. And, we were always in control. We weren't getting tested. We no weren't testing. getting scared. That's the key. You know, no, one was giving, you know, no one was taking us to that next level. And all of a sudden, it's hard to flick that on and go from, you know, cruising at 35 to all of a sudden trying to go 75, 80. We played the Miami Marlins, I, I think, seven times in I the know. last, you know, 14 or 15 It, it was strange as a fan. It was an odd feeling. It was like, let's just get this shit over with so we can get to the playoffs. It, then all of a sudden, you're, you're playing in a five-game series. You're going, wait a minute. What did I just ask for? Yes. So, and I, and I know you're dancing with the devil when you talk about, um, you know, wanting, wanting a divisional team to be good. And, and you know what? We I, and but we could benefit from that. I believe we. I believe we're better than the best that those teams can can be, um, and I'm uh, I'm happy to 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 watch them go out and try to do to be that team. But we just we have to have competition. Yeah, that, that, that's the big difference. For I'm going to borrow a quote from a, a local high school, my own even. Iron sharpens iron, yeah. and uh, you know, as a, as a fan of my team, it's taken a few years and and to plan the toughest schedule to get this team to the level. The Nats cannot afford to just butterfly through the 150 games coming up and, and then all of a sudden expect to show up. Yep. We need to be battle-tested. We, we need to go on a five-game losing streak and see how we respond. See who responds. Yep. We, di we didn't get a lot of that last year. Everyone was just kind of cushy in their role. And, 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 and maybe we learned we can't be because we've never won a damn thing. So I certainly would like to see the Mets take it to that next level. Take us to that next level so we can transition a little, a little easier in yep. October. We'll be transitioning to hopefully a winning uh, record when we talk again next Tuesday night. Um, 
Shout out to I know we, JT is always listening to us, and we appreciate you. Who, you. What do you got? Kevin Walsh, Kevin always, Walsh on, always, always on the, JT, on the wheels LT. of steel. He always he mixes us up into a soundboard, and then DJs a little bit of us with a little Ray Knight emoji face, from what I understand. Hopefully, uh, there's some New York City uh, Joe Marangolo uh, action. You know what? That's true. Uh, on on Siblings Day, a little shout out. I have Siblings Joe, Day. You know, yeah. Jamie, Christy, John, David, Jackie, and Keith. Not all of those are Nats fans, but the ones who are, I mean this to you the most. Happy there Siblings Day. Yes. There you go. Happy Siblings Day to Katie, Melissa, and Joey. There you have it. As we say. And all the siblings out there. Anyone listening to us is a sibling of ours. Yeah, we appreciate uh, that. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. This is very... Uh, uh, we're kind of running like a super church, really. If you think about it, make a church out of this basement. Amen, bro. Amen. Yeah. Um, and until next Tuesday, we will be accepting all donations. Um, <laughs> on behalf of First Amendment Sports, thank you once again for joining us on the Nat Shift. He's Kevin Ricca. Yes, and that GoFundMe for the Rendon uh, fine. Just put that in under First Amendment Sports attention, Anthony Rendon. That'd be fantastic. Thank you guys for listening. Let's get into another week of uh, Nats baseball next week, and hopefully it'll be better than a 1-5 and five record we had last. I love doing this week by week. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. We'll have two Max Scherzer starts to cover. I mean, technically, we already covered one of them, but we yeah. should we should have, have two, maybe two Strauss, uh, two Tanners. So, um, and you know what? Real fast, real fast. Who do we have? And a Cole. Cole, yeah, well, uh, we got, we got Cole a, tomorrow. We got Cole. What's our schedule for the next? We, we, we have to get in the habit at the end of the show. We have to... Uh, um, break down who we're going to be talking about for the next uh, five days. So we got, uh, let's see, that's spring training. Come on. Come on, production staff. That's, that's the production staff's fault. I blame the production staff. All right, so we got Colorado at home for four after we close out this Brave series. When we come back next week, we'll be smack dab in the middle of a series in New York against the Mets. Hopefully a better show and on the road. Uh, the Mets are getting Cole Gonzalez and Roark, which I think is notable. I always, from now on, you know, I, I, I'm excited because whenever I size up a series, I want to see who's getting who. And in case you're worried that that's what's going on, just keep in mind, we're going from New York to L.A. to play the Dodgers in a set, and you better believe they're seeing both Scherzer and Strasburg, and you better believe that is done intentionally. No doubt. No doubt. Which one of them is going to get the man? That'll be interesting. I know they're both one apiece of them. And you got Scherzer Kershaw. Just uh, there we go. That's what Friday I'm night. About. These are the matchups we're talking yeah. about that yeah. we're excited about. I wasn't saying I was, uh, you know, trying to not gauge our barometer against the Mets. No, they came in here and put it on our Hell chin. Hell yes. Hell yes. So that's that's now we know where we're at. Now we know where we stand. Now it's time to go and uh, check them out at their place and uh, make up for a little something, something. But hey, are we talking about a Friday night? A Friday night, ten o'clock. Eastern, Scherzer Kershaw, that could be a that could be a special night. Maybe well, there, you I, uh, there you go. We might have to plan something. That's going to be April uh, April twenty first. Is that Earth Day? No, that's April twentieth. It's on April twentieth. I don't know what that day is all about. That's for a whole different show. Wow, we're talking about a four twenty Scherzer Kershaw scenario. That's happening. <clears throat> and uh, it's textbook. And Tracy Morgan's at the Kennedy Center that night. Uh, you know what? I think I just gave up my tickets. I didn't realize what the matchup was. <laughs> Take me out to the ball game, bud. Until we'll be able to cover that game ahead of time next Tuesday night. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was the Audible. I get and